0: Bill O'Reilly here. Wednesday, May 5th, 2021. You are listening to the O'Reilly Update. Here's what's happening today in America. Donald Trump launches his own social media platform. Vice President Harris blames the border crisis on climate change. Derek Chauvin seeks a new trial. Hate crimes in New York City jump 74%. Millennials now the unhealthiest generation. Also ahead, will President Biden follow Jimmy Carter into economic disaster? But first, President Trump unveiling his own communication platform to bypass social media bans from Facebook and Twitter. Mr. Trump was booted from those networks following the January 6th riot at the U.S. Capitol. The new website will allow the former president to post commentary, pictures, and videos without any censorship. Vice President Harris attributing the chaos taking place at the U.S.-Mexican border to global warming. According to Ms. Harris, the root cause of the migrant surge is lack of climate resilience in Central America. She blames bad weather for food insecurity, corruption, and gang violence. Former Minneapolis police officer Derek Chauvin filing a motion for a new trial in the death of George Floyd. Arguing his constitutional right to an impartial jury was violated multiple times. Images of one juror show the man wearing a Black Lives Matter t-shirt at a protest. New York police reporting a 74% spike in hate crimes, arrests up 160% compared to the same period last year in Gotham. Biggest targets, Asian and Jewish communities in Brooklyn and Manhattan. 78 people have been arrested in New York City this year for hate crimes. Nearly all released without bail within hours, a result of the insane New York no-bail law. A record-setting 44% of millennials say they have at least one chronic health condition the highest for people under 40 in U.S. history. Nearly half of Americans born between 1981 and 96 are diagnosed with this significant medical problem. Most common ailments include obesity, high blood pressure, diabetes. Up next, President Biden visits former President Jimmy Carter. Uh Uh-oh. Right back. Hey guys, it's Vivek Ramaswamy here, inviting you to listen to my podcast, Truth. and hear the conversations you're not going to find anywhere else, the conversations that will challenge you, that will challenge me, then subscribe to Truth with Vivek Ramaswamy on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And I promise you, you're going to cover terrain that you're not going to hear elsewhere. Time now for the O'Reilly Update message of the day. Last week, President Biden traveled to Georgia to meet with former President Jimmy Carter. Now, those who lived through the Carter administration, 1977 to 1981, winced. Mr. Carter, now 96 years old, he is a patriot, generous man, lots of good work with Habitat for Humanity, but Jimmy Carter was a very weak president who got trounced by Ronald Reagan. Mr. Carter served as the 39th president after defeating Gerald Ford in 1976. Ford had pardoned Richard Nixon, you may remember, for any possible Watergate crimes, and that hurt Gerald Ford. Under Carter, Arab nations formed the Organization of Petroleum Exporting Countries, better known as OPEC, to limit oil supplies to the United States. Now, that sparked the 1979 oil crisis here. A shortage of gasoline prompted school closures, factories to shut down, and the rationing of gas. Motorists waited hours to fill up the tank. That was painful. I experienced it. And Jimmy Carter had no answer. On the economy, the energy crisis ended a period of growth. Both inflation and interest rates rose dramatically while job creation and consumer confidence plummeted. The rate of inflation in the USA doubled in less than 12 months, eroding the buying power of the dollar. On foreign policy, the final 15 months of Carter's presidential tenure were marked by the Iranian hostage crisis. 52 Americans seized by Islamic fanatics in Tehran and held captive until the day Jimmy Carter left the White House. Now, President Carter lost the 1980 race big. Ronald Reagan won 44 states, defeated Carter 489 to 49 in the Electoral College. So, some anti-Biden folks were booing the meeting last week, mocking Joe Biden for even going down to see Jimmy Carter. Other presidents, including Bill Clinton and Barack Obama, avoided the man from Plains, Georgia. But on a humanitarian level, Joe Biden's visit was nice, in my opinion. Jimmy Carter and his wife, Rosalind are obviously in their mid-90s, and to pay them respect was a good thing. But I hope Mr. Biden is not taking any advice on economics and foreign policy from Jimmy Carter. His administration was one of the worst in history. Carter, as I said, is a decent man, but some people are not cut out to lead the most powerful nation on earth. And that statement may be applied to Joe Biden because his first 100 days have been a bit chaotic. I'm Bill O'Reilly. I approve the message by writing it for more honest news analysis. Please visit BillOReilly.com and please check out my brand new book, Killing the Mob, available everywhere. In a moment, something you might not know. Everything is expensive these days, you know that. or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's eight seven seven four 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 gold or text GOLD to 65532. Now, the O'Reilly Update brings you something you might not know. This week, 1970, members of the Ohio National Guard fired into a crowd of students protesting the war in Vietnam. Dozens injured, four killed in what is known as the Kent State Massacre. The incident triggered a national outcry, including one of the biggest anti-war anthems of all time, Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young's song, Ohio, which refrained, Tin Soldiers and Nixon's Coming. We're finally on our own. This summer I hear the drumming, Four Dead in Ohio. Here's the story. In late April 1970, President Nixon announced the U.S. military was expanding its operations into Cambodia to defeat Vietnamese communists that were using the country to resupply. Protests erupted on campuses across the USA over the Cambodian incursion. On May 4th, students at Kent State University in Ohio, 40 miles south of Cleveland, gathered to protest the Vietnam War. Officials attempted to ban the demonstration, handing out 12,000 leaflets, claiming the event was canceled, which it was not. More than 2,000 people showed up. The Ohio National Guard was deployed to stop the protest. When most of the crowd refused to disperse, the guard used tear gas. Because of wind, the gas had little effect, and some students threw a volley of rocks at the National Guard, chanting pigs off campus. Chaos unfolded. 29 guardsmen fired their weapons at the students using 67 rounds of ammunition. The shooting lasted 13 seconds. The incident left four people dead, nine seriously wounded, nearly all under the age of 20. And here's something else you might not know. The event sparked a massive rally in Washington, D.C., 150,000 anti-war protesters descended near the White House. The scene was so dangerous, Richard Nixon was rushed to Camp David. Years later, President Nixon would cite the national outrage over the Kent State Massacre as one of his biggest motivators for getting out of Vietnam. Back after this. This episode is brought to you by Shopify.